Welcome to the Bible Story Podcast. My name is John. This is Braden. We're so glad that you could join us wherever you find yourself. Yeah, we're really excited to be jumping into episode 195 titled, What Do I Want to Do When I Grow Up? I don't know. What do you want to do when you grow up? <laughs> I don't know. It's a question I've been asked far too many times and have some all over the place answers for it. <laughs> hey, if you have subscribed, thank you so much. Encourage your friends to do the same and share this podcast with them because we want everyone to be growing in a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And one big reminder for everybody is there is one single week until we start summer camp 2023. So if you have waited until this point to register, now is the time. You're right now. There is no time like the present. And tomorrow is not the time. Go find your mom and dad and say, I need to get registered. Call your grandparents. Whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. We'll see you there. Okay, so when I was younger, I constantly thought about what I wanted to be when I grew up. In fact, I still think about that now, even though I am sort of grown up. I grew up already. Um, okay, so there was a bunch of different things because I kept having interests and in lots of you know, different areas of my life. The list included a policeman, a lawyer, an architect, an astronaut, and I know I get asked this one, Brayden, why didn't you do that? A professional basketball player. I know, I look exactly how you would picture a professional basketball player, but that's just a few of them specifically. So, you know, pause with me for a second and think back to when you were younger. Think back to your younger self, put yourself in that mind frame, and ask, what did you want to be when you were a young child? You know, some of these careers for me, or what I thought would be careers, lasted longer, in my head at least. Or when people would ask me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I would use the answer for a little while. But, you know, policemen, it was because at well, for me, I really liked the idea of handcuffs. And I thought driving a car really fast was cool. And also, if I could have red and blue flashing lights on top of my car, I thought, well, why not? Everybody likes a good flashing light. You know, and then I thought, maybe a lawyer, because, well, if you've ever known me for any extended period of time, you know that I like to make sure that you have heard my side of the argument. I'm insistent on making sure that you have heard my point, in fact. I thought of you know, an architect because, well, I could build a, a better Lego house than my brother. And so that translated into, I bet you I could build skyscrapers that touched the clouds or an astronaut until I remembered that I am very prone to motion sickness. And I actually don't like heights all that much. Um, and I really don't like being alone. But space is kind of cool. And I did enjoy movies about space. So, you know, why not think about it for a little while? And then there is the basketball player. One, I have zero experience, like zero experience playing on any sort of basketball team. I did it in gym class for a little while and I was sort of tall compared to some other people. But I really liked the movie Space Jam and Bugs Bunny had some really convincing arguments of why basketball was cool. And so I thought, well, I could probably play in the NBA if I worked hard enough. And me and my driveway and my driveway basketball hoop really agreed that an NBA player was probably the path for me. So even though none of these things really played out, 
not, I am not a policeman, an astronaut, uh, an NBA player, or a lawyer. A, a mix of all of the things. I still feel as though I have answered the question well, what do you want to be when you grow up? And sometimes I still sit there and, and think about it. I, I ponder, I, I wonder, I dream of all of those things that I once thought would be really fun and amazing to do. But I don't do those things and that's okay. Somehow at the age of five or six, I thought that you had to have it all figured out, that you had to have it laid in order that you signed up to be a policeman at age five and that's just what you got to be. But it's not those things, you know it's not those things. And then you get into high school and people all of a sudden start asking this question more and more and more. What do you wanna be when you grow up? What are you going to do after grade 12 once you graduate? What are your plans for next year? Everybody seems to say, and it's this question that plays over and over in your head. And if you don't have a good answer, it feels like the world's options are somehow getting less. That maybe you are trying to discern what's God's call for your life. Maybe you're trying to discern whether he has made you for something very specific and you're having a hard time answering that. And then you throw in the pressure of a youth pastor or a parent or a mentor or a friend, you know, loosely walking past you one day and saying that you just might have ministry in your future or the calling of ministry to be, you know, to work within ministry somewhere in your life. I gotta be honest with you, the first time that someone walked past me and said that I might have ministry, you know, as a career or that the, the call of ministry might be on my life, I just, uh, it sounded vague. It didn't really make sense. It somehow seemed like God had, you know, phoned me and I'd missed that phone call somehow. And so this person was then, who answered that phone call was giving me the message. They'd written it down and said, you missed a call from God and you're supposed to do ministry. And I had yet to hear that answer. So again, today we're going to explore the question, what do you want to be when you grow up? And we have some great conversation for you. And if it's a policeman, uh, uh, a minister, uh, someone who works with children, an NBA basketball player, any of those things, I'm really excited to share with you what Paul has to say about it. Now, Braden is talking about a topic that's really challenging. And it's specifically challenging for those who are teenagers and young adults. The idea of calling, it can answer the question, what do I want to do as a career? Or, or what do I want to study in school? Or what do I want to be when I grow up? Mm -hmm. But it can be a lot of pressure to put on ourselves. And so hear me when I say this. Listen, it's okay not to know. It's okay if it takes 10 years to figure things out. It's okay if you change your mind from time to time. Yeah, John is right for, for what he's saying and what he's bringing to the conversation. God's calling is, well, for some very specific. I want you to think of Mary, Jesus' mother, maybe think of King David or John the Baptist. All of these people had very specific calls from God. In fact, they heard from an angel or from God exactly what was going to happen in their life. And actually the path even that they had to walk in order for it to happen. So they obeyed God's direction. They followed God's promptings and they lived into exactly who God called them to be. 
Now, other people, well, they just didn't have a real specific call. Yeah. It was kind of generic in some ways. They didn't hear from an angel or from God directly. It no. was just that they were trying to follow Jesus or trying to follow God. So think of Paul, Luke, John, and many of the other disciples. They, they mm -hmm. were called from out of something that they were already doing into a life following Jesus. They were to follow, listen, and share Jesus once they were told to. Yeah, they didn't necessarily have a specific map laid out. It was kind of just living moment to moment. As Jesus would ask them to share, then they would share. As he said, follow me, they're going somewhere else, they would follow him. So living day to day. Now, there's a short letter to the Colossian people, okay? This is going to get to the point where we, you know, have the lesson, maybe the answer to some of the question here today. So Paul is writing a letter to the Colossian people. Now, Paul at this point is writing this letter actually from jail. In fact, he's writing it to people he's never met before. It's not one of the towns that he has led hmm. to Christ himself. But he's actually writing this letter to encourage these people because he has heard they're going through a challenge. He has heard this from a friend of his, and so he believes that he can help them out by encouraging them, by prompting them to continue to follow Jesus. And so he writes this letter. And this letter is to the Colossians from Paul. The challenges they seem to have can be split into two issues. Mm -hmm. So the first issue is this. They were having a hard time not following the old law that they were so used to following. Mm -hmm. So this would be difficult, especially for the Jewish leaders or the Jewish people at mm -hmm. that time. So they would continue to walk down this path thinking the more rules that they would follow the closer they would become with Jesus, with God. It's a slippery slope, though. And honestly, it's an untrue statement. Yeah, Jesus had already fulfilled all of these laws. The power of Jesus' death and resurrection deleted the need for a ritualistic or, you know, uh, impersonal faith. It closed that distance between us and God. Hmm. Now, the second struggle that they were having, the second issue they were having, is that they were used to worshiping several gods. And it became increasingly difficult to understand how Jesus could be, in fact, the one true God. Yeah, so Paul, in his letters he, to the people of Colossia, he says something really important. And I want to focus on just that passage today. So it's Colossians 3 verses 16 and 17. And John, would you read that out for us? You bet. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Okay, I'd like to try something here just for a second. I'm going to read this passage one more time. Okay. And then if you would pause at the end and just ask yourself, what is Paul saying about God's calling on our lives through his words? Listen again. 
Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Okay, I want to do the same. I'm going to copy you, John. Great. Okay, so this time I'm going to read it our third and final time. And as we go through it, I want you to think to yourself, what is God saying to you through the words of Paul? So to you specifically. You know, maybe the question is, how can I apply this to my life today? Or the question, what is God's calling on my life? If you are allowing those questions to go through your head as I say this one more time. Let the message about Christ in all of its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with the wisdom he gives. Sing songs and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So I think Paul is reminding us that following God and praising him is all we need to do. Hmm. That we are all called to that. Yeah, I agree. Now, it might not answer all of the questions that you get from aunts, uncles, for, teachers. For, for sure it won't. From parents about what you would like to do with the rest of your life. But I do think it can help. Hmm. Just a little bit. Okay? Think of it this way. You know, no matter where you work, study, play, live, have, community, walk, whatever those places look like, you and us, we get to carry God with us. We get to honor God in these places through our actions and through our words. And those places may or may not be specifically in ministry. Mm. You might be encouraged to step into ministry, and that's amazing. But it also might be just somewhere else, another type of job, another type of community. Again, you take God wherever you go. That's what we are all called to do. Yeah, and, and you know, I got to say, sharing the love of God it's mm -hmm. not just for people who work at church or at a Bible camp like us. We all get to be the light of the world, as Jesus would have said. Mm -hmm. and, and we are all invited and called to share our hope that we have in God. Yeah, I really like how Colossians 3 verse 17 says it when it just says, and whatever you do. Yeah. That word, whatever, is used in some really specific points in the Bible, and it's just in not only whatever in terms of the specificity of it, but just in all of the things, mm. whether it is daytime or nighttime or your routine or your regular or a very different day, in whatever it is, glorify God. Mm. Okay, so let's dig a little bit deeper and, and drill down to a bit of a lesson that we can take away. I, before we go there, I, you know, I, we just got to acknowledge one more time, okay. the pressure we feel... Yeah. Uh, to find our calling and to know exactly what we're supposed to be doing when we grow up. 
uh, that can be a lot of pressure and it's hard. Yeah. And rather than, uh, you know, always trying to think of it as what does God want me to do? What is the one singular thing that I am supposed to step into? Here's a question that, that might help if you ask yourself, how can I best share God wherever I am? Mm, I like that. You know, Paul finishes his encouragements to the Colossians by reminding them of the power that they have inherited through Jesus' sacrifice because of their response to him, because of their accepting of that gift of salvation. Mm -hmm. And by believing in Jesus and knowing that he is God, we too inherit that power. Well, that's pretty incredible. It is. It's amazing that we get to live out who God has created us to be. We get to live into that simply by accepting that Jesus is God. And, And no matter where you work, where you study, where you live, you can share God's love with others. Okay, so a quick recap in all of this. So the Colossians, they are struggling. Mm-hmm. They're on the struggle bus. They, <laughs> I've been on that bus. Yeah. I think I got like a season's pass on that bus. Perfect. They are having a hard time keeping Jesus at the center of their life, at the direction in which they want to go. Yeah, and they feel the distraction mm-hmm. and the pull of these old habits that they've had. And it's hard to get rid of them, as we all know. And it's taking, it takes them away from what they believe to be their direction as followers of Christ. Yeah. Paul continues to, to write and encourage them and lift them up through his letters, saying that each step should be made by honoring and, and focusing and loving God. Let me reiterate. Okay. Following all the old rules or traditions or really anything that we try to do for God is not a sign of righteousness. Hmm. That our relationship with God, because of Jesus' sacrifice, it's not transactional, but it's transformational. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So next time you're unsure when someone walks into the room and asks you, what are your plans for the rest of your life? What career have you picked out? You're 10 years old. You You know what you're doing. People people don't ask me that anymore. They just ask me the last part. (laughs) Like, when are you going to grow up? Ah, gotcha. Yes. Yeah, what are you going to do when you grow up? Um, So whenever they ask you what direction you're going to seek out, just take a note out of Paul's letter. And remind them politely. Yes. That no matter where you work, study, or live, you intend to share God's love wherever you might be. Hmm. And the reality is, we are all called to do the same. Yeah. All right. So now's the time that we get to chat with one another about what we learned and dig a little bit deeper together in our groups. So here are some questions to help us do that. So question number one is, why can the calling of God feel heavy. Hit pause and discuss. Question two. What other ways do you think God calls us to act? Hit pause and share. And our third question. How can you 
discern or know if God is calling you into something specific. Hit pause and discuss. Hey, thank you all for joining us today, being a part of our discussion, and make sure that you leave some time to pray with one another before you leave. Yeah, hey, we're continuing to pray for you mm -hmm. as you meet over this next week, whenever you are meeting right now. Yeah. It's now, but it's not. Anyway, I hope you've had a great time, and more importantly, we are praying for you. In fact, this morning I woke up, I took some time in Scripture, and I prayed for all those who are listening to this podcast, watching the videos, and discussing these questions. So I'm praying for you every day. Mm -hmm. As always, there's nothing more important than a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm. Remember our calling this week and share the love of God wherever you go. Take care.